0: welcome you're tuned in to the living in rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm i'm sunday and i came here to let my soul shine it's a lifestyle you know what i'm saying Can you feel it? This waxing full moon, waxing towards the fullness and the sign of Aries. I can. (laughs) This is a moment where we are what I'm calling pre-eclipsing. We're pre-eclipsing into the wave cycle of the nodal phase in the axis of Aries and Libra or what I like to call the axis of within and without. So I am so excited to talk about this because as you may or may not know, studying the sun and moon, the solar and lunar cycles has been a profound teaching tool for my life, for my living in rhythm. And it's what I talk about in every single episode, as well as the embodiment piece, which we will definitely be getting into today as well. But this moment where we get to experience these, these eclipses, they're year and a half thing, time cycles that we can really use to progress ourselves, to learn about ourselves in our own evolutionary journey. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and how we can use this time to get better at being ourselves, you know, self-love, self-acceptance on the highest level. That's what the North Node is trying to teach us in the sign of Aries, so We're going to get into that. I also want to talk about polarity. I haven't spoken about the Hermetic principles in a while, but the every full moon is an opportunity to study the principle of polarity. And so I want to get into that and the transition of the phases between, you know, before and after polarity and the principles, because again, these things, these sequences, these cycles. We can learn so much about how to navigate ourselves in time and space, but we can also learn about how to evolve ourselves to like reach highest potentials of our own capacity and just have like fulfilling experiences and fulfilling relationships and most importantly, a fulfilling relationship with ourselves. And so... Yeah, I'm excited to share this stuff with you. But before we get into the cosmic stuff, let's take a moment to tune in. And in your own timing, take a nice deep inhale. And exhale. And continue that rhythmic timing that is your own breathing your own cycle. And as you tune in, just use the breath to help you anchor into the earth, visualize yourself rooting and grounding into the earth in the place where you live, in the place where you are in this moment as you're listening. And then once you feel grounded in the place that you are in your being, Start to invite the energy and the breath up and out the crown into the space that's above you, the sky, the atmosphere, space. What I love about tuning into the vertical axis, I've used this comparison before, but uh, if you're not familiar of what a quasar looks like, (laughs) check it out. Quasar, baby, look it up. I like to visualize big is my point. I go big in my energetics because I have fun with my imagination. I can do that. And hopefully you do too. Part of this practicing this core calibration is very much about visual- visualization. And some of you may or may not have heard of this term. It's called idiokinesis. It's all about the visualization process and how we can use our thoughts and our ideas to facilitate movement and presence in the body, specifically the movement kinesis. And, uh, you know, so many deep physical embodiment practices hold this as one of their principles, but your ability to to relate, this is is so Libra, but we're looking, and Aries, (laughs) we're looking to find a balance in our relationship to ourselves, in our relationship to our center. So part of the concepts around idiokinesis and this core calibration that we practice in every pod episode is about you using the visual cues and ideas that I'm offering and just in suggesting from my own physical practice and my own experiences as a teacher and a practitioner, a student and a teacher forever. I... And offering these ideas and these, these visuals up for you to then hopefully to take it in for your own, in your own way, to have your own relationship, to have your own visualization. You might be sensing more colors or you might be actually sensing yourself as like a tree or you might visualize yourself actually just the energy or a line, like a golden thread or a a chord that's rooted from the earth into the sky. There's a million ways to think these things through, and I'm going into it a little in more in depth this week because as we deepen, as this, as the Aries North Node and Aries really starts to settle in, so to speak, after these for as we come towards these eclipse cycles in, in October and no, in, in October, basically. So we're heading into an eclipse cycle in October and there's the energy around the eclipses just really holds a lot of weight from my own perspective. And I use these as points to again, guide my energy. So, and to guide my life, my actual goal setting and, evolutionary process, my own progress and my journey. <laughs> anyway, you uh, back to this visualization piece. Like it's really personal. I'm going to, Oh, I'm really going to be hammering this so much. It's, it's custom and it's personal. You have to, as I have to find a relationship. We well, don't have to, but it, is beneficial to develop a relationship with your physical presence by using visuals, because you can, you get out of a judging state and more of an observing state. There is no right or wrong to this practice. It's yours. And I want to really reiterate that, that this is your timing, your rhythm, your practice. And so, Let's come back to the breathing again, as you take a few deep breaths and visualize your rooting toward the Earth and you're rising out into space. Then start to visualize the field that surrounds you in the horizontal plane. And give yourself some breaths in that awareness and just sensing, tuning in, not to judge, but to observe what you're experiencing. And it's beautiful because every day we are renewed, we get to begin again. And so I also feel like every day when we tune in, it's a different experience. There are some base level things that are me. Everywhere you go, there you are. You can't get away from yourself. So there are some foundational base things that are part of me. Also, When I take the time to tune in at any given point, wherever I am in time and space, I really try to get present with that moment and sense, sense what's going on, sense what I'm observing. I feel guidance from this. And again, just giving yourself that timing, your own, honoring your rhythm You're living in rhythm in your timing and I'm living in rhythm in mine. And it's sort of like we all come to the show and everybody gets to dance and everybody has their own moves and there's no right or wrong because we're just getting free and, and working on and playing and self-expressing. And so again, that's also part of this Aries energy where the North node is, is this self love, self, self, I mean, it's unapologetically self, me. It's also expression, the way I shine and move and go in the world, because it's it's it really does represent the Mars in the first house, is this, whew, this projection into time and space, into the moment, head first. So as you practice your breathing, as you know, us I say it, I, I just like to remind everybody that a really great practice in between these sessions is to just tune in one to three breaths feel that vertical plane and that horizontal plane and then as you get into, you know, as you get more sophisticated, you can play with the diagonal plane. I do like a straight up system scan where I get into my Merkaba spaceship and I tune in and I like am actually checking and tuning into all the different diagonals and just kind of run a systems check, so to speak. (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's cool. And it's kind of funny too, because I was talking about this with a client just earlier today. Uh, I feel like the more I'd practice this when you tune in throughout the day, it's like you're banking credits or something, (laughs) but it's honestly like we, the more we tune in, we can't be centered and like you know, perfect alignment all day, all the time. We're living creatures. We're moving around. But also when we practice these things and we, we tune in on a regular basis, just little one to three breaths here and there. And then we have our big deep practice where we connect and focus for extended periods of time or exercise for extended period of time, meditate, extended period of time. When we do those things, that's great too. That adds in. But when we do the little tiny things throughout the day, the little one to three breaths, it's like extra credit and you're banking credit points of centering that you're, you're practicing this living in the day-to-day tuning in throughout the day. The more you do that, the more your system starts to recognize that as a base, as like the baseline. And, you know, I'm speaking so much music language right now when I tune into, when I think about the core calibration, you know, cause one part of my roots are dance. I started dancing when I was very, very young. I've been a dancer my whole life. And then I got into yoga and then I got into Pilates and then I got into meditation. And so it's Pilates, yoga, meditation, dance, music. These are all really, really part of my personal experience. You might have other ways that you've related to yourself or physical practice. Like you might be a tennis player or a runner. You might be a weight train. You might be weight training. There's, there's a, you know, you might like to ride your, ride your bike or go for walks or hikes, you know, and, and catch high, like really beautiful views while you're exercising. There's just, there's a million ways to connect with yourself. And that's so much of, of what this core calibration is about. It's coming into your physical practice, using the breath to tune in to feel that balanced baseline of your center of gravity harmonically aligned in a vertical plane in the horizontal plane in the bubble in the field that you dwell the space that you that surrounds you that you inhabit you know this is i mean just talking about it i feel so much stronger and my body just talking about it <laughs> get all puffed up, but it's, it's cool. And then, you know, cause there's going to be times when I'm going to like soften up and it's fine. T- and that's great too. So there is not a right or wrong to this, but it is about finding a harmonic, like a resonance and a, a relationship that feels good for you. And this could seriously, it could be as simple as like walking around your block you know, it doesn't have to, I mean, I encourage everybody to move, move that body, work that body as my mom would say, <laughs> but also you want to, you know, you don't want to give yourself a hard time about like, was well, this is not the time to, to like give ourselves the Virgo season's over. So we can't like lash out on it. Like it's no more time to be so disciplined on yourself where you, where you're overcritical and then you're being hard on yourself. And cause then you don't get things done from, you can't get things done from that place either. And so uh, one of my things that I've been thinking about is, again, just using the breath to then act as a visual guide, as a visual aid to sweep. It it becomes like either, I actually, here's real, real talk. When I tune into my center of gravity and I practice the breathing, the one to three breath reset or, you know, a meditation, just sit to meditate. I actually allow, I come into my rhythm of my breathing, whatever that is for the day, honor it. And then I use the inhale and the exhale like elements. I use this, I use the elements. So sometimes I'll allow my breathing, my inhaling and exhale to be like winds that blow and sweep things around, moving the energy around, sweeping out things. So it's cleaning and clearing and lightening, getting things lighter, dusting. (laughs) And then sometimes I use the water and I really can feel and visualize a rippling of the waves pulling in to center and away from center and just feeling that ebb and flow of the tides. I do that more than anything, the water. And then of course there can be a, I mean, there's actually a breath of fire in yoga. With the breath of fire, you're actually creating a really suctioning, pumping effect, a rhythmic, pumping, fast effect on pumping, (laughs) a rhythmic, fast pumping effect on with the diaphragm. That's like breath of fire. I do that sometimes. But my favorite is the rippling out the water. And so I'm offering up suggestions and ideas Again, because I want you to try them on. Like we're going through, you know, just think of this, this time as like the rebranding, like I was saying in the previous session, we really are in a moment where we're rewriting our script. You can rewrite the script right now. And part of that fun in doing that, like it can be sometimes heavy and daunting because it's like, what do I want? (laughs) I've got a blank canvas. What do I want to, what do I want to put my energy on right now? And what you'll actually find is when you tune into center, there will be things that show up consistently feedback. It's like the same, it's like that subject, because I'm telling you, your mission is your mission. There's like, you can't get away from it. You'll just do it or you don't, (laughs) but it's going to be knock, knock, knocking at your door until you decide to challenge accepted. (laughs) I like to say that. I was like challenge accepted, you know, because it's like, you're going to either do it or you're not. And so part of this time is, is again, kind of getting like playing and experimenting and exploring your own practice and your own relationship to yourself and your senses. Like the senses, like what do I see? What kind of colors am I drawn to? What kind of patterns am I drawn to? What kind of lighting do I like? What about the way I'm smelling? What are my favorite smells right now? what are my favorite tastes right now? What's my favorite music? What am I listening to right now? It's also reflective. It's giving you feedback, outside feedback to know yourself more, to relate to yourself more. And so frankly, the core calibration piece, the core calibration, Pilates, yoga, meditation, movement, somatic healing, it's, I, I feel like it's one of the most important skill sets we can be developing right now in addition to the cosmic, you know, cosmic sync, the connecting with the rhythms of the sun and the moon and relationship to earth. Cause see the whole thing is, is we're, this is about us having a relationship to ourselves on the planet earth. How we can do that is through the cycles of the sun and the moon that helps us keep the rhythm and the timing to understand where and how we are in time and space The planets are all extra credit stuff. All the extra. That's what I mean. Everything else is extra. Um, And, you know, this is the whole thing. It's like when you understand your (laughs) self-centered coordinates, when you coordinate your mind, body, and spirit, and you tune into the moment, Wherever you are, location, in time and space, what time of season? What's this? What's this time mean to you? What does this rhythm do for you? When you make these connections to yourself and you relate to yourself and relationship to the world that surrounds you, this is balancing the harmonic axis. This is balancing the axis of within and without. It's the axis of the self. And the other, expression, relation. So cool. You know, and I just, I want to encourage you to be brave. I'm sure it's actually not hard at this point. But be consistent. It's about our consistency now and showing up and just putting in some of the work and it's really actually putting in some of the play, <laughs> putting in some of the experimenting. We're like scientists or, or explorers or pioneers. That is so Aries. We are pioneers of the new dawn of this new wave that's be, that's coming through this new age that's being born, this new earth that's being regenerated and We're we're the pioneers, so we're on the front lines. If you're even remotely thinking in these levels like I'm speaking of today and you're tuning in, (laughs) you're on the level with me here with this work and how we are on this cutting edge setting a new foundation and a new vision, a new trail for humanity to follow, to take. A new trail for human, hum, a new trail for humanity to take. Because the old way is done. That old trail has got so many little, so many things on the trail that are you know it's cluttered, and there's, I we just we need a new trail, and so part of that is you relating to yourself and learning how to tune in and be yourself to your fullest, which <laughs> it used to sound heavy it's not. So, okay. So before we talk about the full moon, I want to reiterate the concept around self-expression as it relates to word, sound, and power. So I love this phrase, word sound power. It comes from I got it from the Rastas. It's like part of my roots too, little old school Rasta roots that um, have evolved to some, you know, who I am now. It's all part of my my tapestry of my life's experiences. However, this I love this concept. I was speaking about this with my bestie the other day of how. W- the Rastas, the, you know, in reggae, like Bob Marley, I love bringing up Bob the Prophet, he would talk about how you don't say, well, he would basically, they don't say understand. They say overstand. I actually heard Deion Sanders the other day say, talking about one of his players on his team who he loves and treats all of the players like his sons, he said... I love him to life. Instead of, I love him to death. He said, I love him to life. I found that to be so beautiful. If we could love more to life, if we could overstand the power of our language, whether it's the words that come out of our mouth or it's actual inner speak, how we speak to ourselves. This is a big practice that I'm working on with my embodiment in my self, my relationship with myself and my language. It's been, I'm, I'm kind of always thinking about this. I love thinking about words and etymology and, and how, and why, and the power of the words that we choose. And I'm just coming, I'm, I'm revisiting this word sound power thing and how important back to the, like rippling out and rippling in that wave of the breath, but also the, the pulse of my vibrational resonance is Holding a frequency of my presence and my energy, my self expression, the language I'm speaking to myself or the language I'm using in the world. And I just find it to be as empowering and as important as my embodiment practice to then keep this clarity and high level of language, of word, of rhetoric the way that I speak. I'm looking for my rhetoric to match the vibration that I'm focusing on as well. The one, the vibration I'd like to express, to put forth, to pioneer. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we're, it's a life. you know, it's never like this work is a lifelong practice and we'll never, you know, I'm not going to put any limits on myself, <laughs> But it's a big practice and I've just, you know, it's fun. I I feel like sometimes I spin plates a little or I've in the past have been spinning plates where I can focus on one aspect of my evolution or my (laughs) conscious, you know, my consciousness, my progress in my consciousness, so to speak, or my self-development. I can put, I can focus on, I used to be able to just like focus on one of these things at a time and the integration is calling like this, this time period that we're living in, it's been perfect time to just put all the pieces together. And that's kind of the message is like, I'm putting all the pieces together, picking up those pieces, and putting them in a place where they're integrated and balanced. And again, resonating a frequency or a vibration that is reflective of my self presence and expression right now, my intention and prayers. Okay, so let's talk about the full moon. The full moon is happening on September 29th at 3.57 a.m. Mountain Time. And this full moon is in the sign of Aries. A full moon is when the sun and the moon are on opposite sides of the planet Earth. And so the sun's light is reflecting on the moon, making it full. New moons are when they're on the same side as the earth. So this full moon means that the sun and the moon are on opposite sides of the planet. And the sun is in the sign of Libra at six degrees, opposite the moon, six degrees Aries. And this is really cool for me. I love studying this. The I love the moon cycle. I was talking about this in July because the nodes transitioned into the sign of Aries and Libra back in July. And I was talking about, I was reflecting on if you wanted more insight into the upcoming eclipses or what this nodal axis is going to be bringing up karmically and dharmically, is a a way to get some insight in my perspective is by going back to the new moon in Aries that took place in April of 2023. It was a new moon in Aries and it wasn't, it was interesting because it was an eclipse or it wasn't an eclipse because the node was in Taurus, not Aries. And but it has it had f- the effects and influences of what's to come because now the north node is moved from in July it moved from Taurus into Aries and so here we are at the beginning of this this time period which happens every fall we have a new moon in Aries and or I'm sorry every autumn in the northern hemisphere we have a new moon in Libra and a full moon in Aries. Every time in the spring, we have a new moon in Aries and a full moon in Libra. You just start to learn this stuff when you study the zodiac and when you study the, the solar and lunar cycles. The, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because like, we've had some previews and some insights that have like, this is what I found. So if you don't know what the nodes of the moon are, this is like a whole workshop, really, I'm not going to drop the workshop in on this pod but uh, what you want to know about the eclipses is that they they happen every 6 months approximately and there's anywhere from two sometimes four eclipses in one cycle and then within an about 18 month period they change signs of the zodiac so we uh, you know we just spent the last year and a half with the nodal axis in the north node in Taurus, the south node in Scorpio. And we had a bunch of lessons within the, our understanding and our relationship to that, that zodiacal axis, which holds a lot of wisdom and tip. I mean, it's like wisdom on how to how to live and how to evolve really the way this is the way I look at the Zodiac. I always talk about the evolution of the Zodiac part of the pull, understanding the polarity in these full moons is understanding the balance between spring and fall, the balance between Libra and Aries or the balance between the self and the other within without. So that's what this eclipse cycle is bringing up. Now, again, back in the spring, we had a new moon in Aries. So you can look in your journal or look in your own life and reflect what was going on. What were some of the things I was focusing on during that new moon in Aries back in April, 2023. Another way that you can do it is to tune in right now because this full moon that's coming on the 29th uh, of September is happening in the sign of Aries. However, it's once again, it is not an eclipse. We're not in the eclipse yet. So the nodes are not close to the sun and the moon at this point. So they're not lining up exactly. So it's not an eclipse. However, what's interesting about this moment in time, I'm calling it pre eclipsing or pre-eclipsing, is that from this point of fullness, full moon, we're going to feel the wane of the lunar cycle. It's going to wane and phase towards a new moon in Libra, which will also be a south node solar eclipse. And it's a big one, especially for the United States. If you want to look at the map of where this eclipse can be seen through, from the United States, we. We haven't been able to see one since 20, 2017. Before that, there wasn't one visible from the United States for like some 30 years. Um, so there's a big one in 2017 in the axis of Leo and Aquarius. And then we have this one that's coming up in the axis of Aries and Libra. And we have another one coming up next spring in the axis of Aries and Libra that's also visible f- from the United States. So check out the Almanac. is a great. I love the Farmer's Almanac. It's a great place to find a lot of this lunar and seasonal data, the seasonal information of like when is the eclipse happening, what time, where at, you know, so all these things. So check out that map. It's really cool. And you may have heard this before, but like the the two this this eclipse that's happening that's coming up that we're preparing for and then the one that's coming in April, they when you look at the map of where they cross across the United States, it makes a giant X one's coming in it looks like it's it traverses from the west coast down through the southern part of the country it towards texas and then the one in april or yeah the one coming in april 2024 it looks like it's traversing from the east coast down to toward the texas southern part of the country again so it's a trip (laughs) yeah texas um But part of the fun in that is to just check out like, you know, so again, we're just you want to get to know where you are in time and space, you may want to get to this, this full moon or this new moon eclipse, the solar eclipse that's coming up, it's going to be called they call it a ring of fire. Because it's not it's it's an annular eclipse it's pretty aligned with the sun but it's not total so it won't you people won't see like the coronal flares and all the all the rays coming out of the sun so to speak but they will you will be able to see a ring of fire as they call it that goes around the shadow of the moon so the moon goes in front of the sun it lines up just enough to make it look like there's a fiery ring around the moon and then it moves on <laughs> Ooh, it's such a trip. I love these eclipses. So just even thinking about the eclipse like that alone is that it's eclipses are where the sun and the moon and the earth align perfectly together. Well, not perfectly, but they align together closer than they do the rest of the, the full news, the full moons and the new moons throughout the year. It's just these, these ones that occur during eclipses are the ones where they're all sun, moon, and then in that space, the node is the space where they come together the sun and the moon and align with earth. And you know me, I love it. It's like a core calibration. It's a cosmic, it's a cosmic core calibration (laughs) when the sun and the moon and the earth align. And so that's coming up. We'll talk more about that eclipse as it approaches when, you know, I'll, I'll drop a podcast before that, but this, this full moon that's coming up is just as potent because it's giving us again, a preview, a pre eclipse to understand this axis. And I'm telling you full sun, like full moon is like full, full illuminosity, right? Full illumination. And so when we have full light, when we have full sun, full illuminosity, we can see it's like things are lit. So you have a, you have a, an opportunity to see things that maybe are not usually seen. This particular full moon is offering more insight into seeing within. It's a looking within from without yourself on a whole deeper level, being able to like shine a light within. And it's almost like taking that inside and bringing it out, that expression self-expression. And so this full moon is a cardinal. you know, any, the one thing I want to say about this axis, the axis of within and without, or the axis of Aries and Libra is that it's a cardinal axis, which means that it's a beginning. It's the beginning of a season, the beginning of a seasonal cycle. It reminds, it's a lot of gen, manifest. Cardinal energy really reflects the manifesting generator energy that's relates to, to human design. I like to say that because I think it's interesting, you know, that the cardinal energy represents that we're beginning something. We're starting a new cycle. We're beginning again. And Aries being the first sign of the Zodiac is, is the ultimate beginning, you know? And so this full moon is showing us where we can begin again, from within relating it to without and how do we relate to the, the outside feedback that we're being given how do we let that influence or affect what ourselves our within um gosh it's so so deep and um i just love these layers because again they're opportunities where you can relate to it in your own unique way You have your own unique relationship to these things. And that's so much of my intention around sharing this information is that you have an experience and then you make your own relationship to it. Because what's cool about this again is like, if you're following along with me and you continue to, then we're going to ride this wave together. We're going to feel this wax towards this full moon. And then we're going to feel the wane in toward the new moon eclipse and we'll have an experience Two weeks later, we'll have another eclipse towards the end of, of October. Got a full moon uh, eclipse in on the 28th of October. So, like, there's there's a lot going on. And it's just like that instead of projecting and putting, saying, you know, like, like I said, there's base things that are there. But I also hope that you observe for yourself and make your own connection and your own relationship to this work because... And this time, this moment in time, because that's going to help you customize, get the insight and the guidance you need to make moves or have fun or experiment, you know, to, to get to know yourself better and have a fulfilling relationship with yourself and with the world that you, you live in, the people in your life and the things that you do, how you share yourself with this world. And so that's what this, this full moon is giving me vibes around. I also want to say that a moon in Aries is a little, you know, like Aries is very instinctual and head first. And the moon is more intuitive and subtle and sensory and emotional, even. And the fiery energy of Aries is very direct and, like I said, instinctual. It's very. Head first is is like the best way I can describe it. There's very much a penetrating effect and the Aries quality brings. It's a I am, I am me. And the moon is more of a tuning into it. So you see, once again, another example of how this is a time to really tune in within, deep within, and let your soul shine. <laughs> Also to let this, the light shine on your soul so that you can see yourself in a whole new way, a whole new light. And let that instinct, that intuition work together to help you to take action and feel inspired in your self-expression and to truly let go of what, like I'm, I say it so often, but to let go what is no longer serving the self, the higher self, or the pioneer, the mission that you're on. So that's, this is, I I just, I'm super excited. I can feel it. I can feel it already. It's happening right now. And also I say this too, that with this full moon, it is, it's not an eclipse, but Mars is conjunct the South node on this moon. And so Mars being the planet of Aries holds a potent Influence on the chart and having it being conjunct with the south node is giving me full on let that bleep, let it go, let it go, act now, let that stuff go. Um, it after act now, that's the Aries, the act now energy, the Mars energy, and the Aries is giving it's we are seriously cutting cords right now we're cutting cords of old ways, old paths, old relationships, old dynamics, and not just relationships with other people or beings, but relationships with things like with work or with our, our sense of ourself, our identity. Really? This is a lot about identity Aries. And so it's like part of you that you thought, you know, so many people just like my work is me I identify as my work and my job and or are there, you know, there's a. We've been having some really. We've been going through like a lot of identity politics in the last. I mean, forever, really, but it's been heated the last few years. And you know, part of the Aquarian Age is recognizing that all humans, all sentient beings, are have a right to be. <laughs> Everybody's here. Everybody gets the right to be if they're here. And uh, even when they're not, their energy is. But it's you know, there's so it's like this. We're learning to like. Part of the healing of that is self acceptance on a pure level, not just the surface level it's the depth within that super that needs the the love and the healing and the also the surrendering and the letting that old stuff go so your relationship to you know the world or outside you, the feedback that you're getting and how you react to it you know it's like. I was saying in the previous episode, as far as like how important it is for all of us to be taking a higher sense of responsibility for ourselves right now, this is another layer of that. It's like to be honest and real with what you, how you're relating to the world or to your situations. And it, for me, it comes down to like, I'm not going to just, everything's you know life happens things happen and it's not so much about making sure that things don't happen but it's about m- how i respond and react and how i manage these things as they come up how do i adapt and and recenter myself to stay balanced in challenging wave cycles or challenging ex- moments in time and it's the like the true test is like how quick do i pivot that's what i like to tell myself it's like how quick do i pivot Cause if I'm lingering too long on that side of the hill, well, everybody else is, you know, like, what good is that? Don't linger on the side of the hill. You got to get to the top of the mountain. (laughs) That's my Capricorn onward up the hill. Like, but seriously, you could sit and wallow in your own self pity, or you can get up, dust yourself off and keep going and let, let that stuff go. That's holding you back. Believe in yourself now more than ever. That's what this full moon is, is asking believe in yourself, self-worth, so important. Cut those cords and those ties that are no longer serving or tying you down or holding you back and, and keeping you from really feeling that radiance, that soul shine that is the light that dwells within you. And we want to practice cleaning and clearing that so that we can let it shine out and be of service, be a positive reflection for the world. Because the more of us that are being that, then We meet more of that. You know, it's like your like attracts like. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. You want to do your best to hold hold yourself accountable to what are you trying to create here? What kind of experience are you looking to have? This is where we get to do some of this deep work and I'm I'm excited about it. The other thing I want to say about this full moon is that the that uranus is going to be exactly squaring venus 22 degrees uranus 22 degrees taurus venus square venus 22 degrees leo what i find why i feel like this is important is that obviously we're we're developing new values and new systems and new ways of being and relating and expressing ourselves and with the square element to this transit, I feel like there could be parts of ourselves that we've been denying as far as our, our powers, our special powers. Like, are you, I feel so many of us have been becoming more heightened in our ability to be clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. This is basically extrasensory development through this through the senses, you know, the clairs as I like to call them. Uh, so a lot of us have been kicking this out, like this has been coming on, especially since 2020, but probably for many of us our whole lives, but a lot of people are, are, I feel and sense that people are getting more and more every day with all the pressures and the transformation that the changes that are happening in our world, people are being more heightened. They're their superpowers are revealing. But it's interesting because there's also probably some people that are resisting this and that's the square. It's like, what am I resisting in my own healing, but also in my own connection to how I'm relating to the world through my senses and through my extrasensory system? Like when I know something in my heart, am I listening? Like I when I talk about the sense extrasensory system, I also like to think of it as juxtapositioning the the senses, so like listening with your heart, feeling with your eyes, smelling with your taste. um you know, so it's it's playing with that with your ability to tune in in different ways so that you can catch the message. That's all this is about is being able to tune in enough so that you get the messages you need to, to do you, to be you. It's like a, (laughs) it's like a, I don't know. I was going to say it's like a scavenger hunt kind of, it's like, we're just going along. Actually, here I go. I was going to, I was talking about the Tom Petty song, uh, running down a dream. It's like one of my favorite songs and widespread panic covered it this summer at Red Rocks. And I hadn't really, I didn't have a relationship to this song until this summer. And when I really listened to the lyrics, I mean, I always loved it, but I, like I really loved it after I heard JB sing it. He goes, Yeah, I'm running down a dream that never would come to me, working on a mystery, going wherever it leads. I'm running down a dream. And then he says, I rolled on, the sky grew dark. I put the pedal down to make some time. There's something good waiting down this road. I'm picking up whatever is mine. Yeah, I'm running down a dream. So you see, it's like, that's the Aries full moon. That's this axis, North Node Aries. It's like seriously the song of the North Node Aries. Like, go down that road and pick up what's yours and let your like, this is for you. This is your opportunity to like make the dream happen. You never would have thought you could, but you can, you can, <laughs> I believe. So <laughs> it's another coach prime business. <laughs> uh, but before I move on from this, this full moon talk, I want to get into Libra, like specifically as the sun is in Libra. Before I get into that, I wanna bring up the fourth hermetic principle of polarity again, which is this full moon. And you know, the the seven hermetic principles are so much like the evolution of the zodiac. You can this is what I've learned from studying the moon. Honestly, there's a wax and a wane to everything. And when you understand you can look at something and you can put that template onto something and watch how you can grow through the process. So the seven hermetic principles. I'm not going to get into the whole thing of them, but I'm, I want to talk about polarity, which is the fourth one. And what's interesting about the, like, again, how you understand where you are is by, like, kind of looking what's around you. What came before, what's going after, if you know, or if you don't know, then you want to direct it to the direction that you want it to go. But with the po- polarity, the Hermetic principle of polarity, it comes between the principle of vibration which is everything's moving and pulsing. Everything is energy. And so that energy is moving. And then polarity comes in and creates a balance between that movement. So there's the polarity, the oppositional energy, the duality that's moving and vibrating. And then from that movement and vibration of the polarity, a rhythm is developed. There's a rhythm. That's the... that's the fifth hermetic principle is rhythm. And so understanding that, that like right now we do, we have like a vibration. There's that kinetic energy again. Everything's moving, which means I've got to find that balance between the, the poles. I have to find that duality, understand the rhythmic nature of that duality, and then work a rhythm so that I don't get too far in one direction. I find a rhythm and a grace in the middle dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Living in rhythm, baby. Okay. So, well, uh, and I'm, you know, there's so much to do, but we'll get, you know, one day at a time, baby. (laughs) Okay. So the last little uh, uh, cosmic sink thing I want to talk about is the, I want to talk about the sun in Libra because I kind of hinted on it last sesh, but you know, the sun being at six degrees Libra for this full moon, we are now stepping in, you know, we're deep in, we're through almost the first 10 degrees of the sign of Libra. So I want to talk about the Zodiac a little bit because it is always helpful to understand the evolution of the Zodiac to where we are in the sign right now. So it always starts at Aries in spring, and that's that spark of life, the will to be. Then you go through Taurus. Taurus is understanding the the world around, the senses. It's so much about material and sensing, Tasting, touching, smelling, experiencing the world through the senses and through through feedback on that realm. Then you get to the sign of Gemini, which is the mental energy. So after the, the will to, to live and be is had an experience through the senses, then the mind comes in and starts to integrate and put concepts and ideas together through the sign of Gemini. Once that process occurs, we evolve through the emotional phase of the zodiac, which is the sign of cancer. This is where we tune in and sense on an emotional level, the waves, the tides, the energies, the feelings, the guidance. From that place, we step into an empowered creative space that is the sign of Leo, which is that royal radiant energy where we start to play and put things together. And it's a very empowering place because you've learned and you've thought and you've experienced and you have felt and you have a will to be. By the time you get to Leo, let's go. You know, it's a play. It's really playful. And then you get to the sign of Virgo, which is about the in, the deeper integration and starting to be, it's like, a, it's so analytical and detailed and precise and precision oriented it's detail oriented and precision based and it's also it's got like a it's a grounded critical thinker because it's preparing because as you leave the sign of Virgo you step into the fall of the zodiac which is Libra and Libra represents the other so you go through this whole process of recognizing feeling thinking playing, experimenting, integrating to now relating to the world outside of the self, which is shows up through our partnerships, through our relationships, through the world at large around us. And again, it's understanding being able to have enough balance in the Zodiac of the, you know, the evolution of the Zodiac that came before that Libra can really help you to manage that feedback more. So understanding your relationship to yourself, to your senses, to the way your mind works, to how you feel and what your, your feelings and your emotions are, and your intuition are telling you, and then having enough courage and strength to play with that, which is yourself hold yourself at a high regard, but in a grounded and integrated way. And again, that makes for great partnership if you can do it. (laughs) If you can get it, you can get it. If you try, I think that's some Ella or something. Okay. So the, that's the Libra. Libra is also like reflection. So it's the other, but it's reflections because remember I am another you. So when you get outside feedback, it's reflecting information that you need about yourself. So I often call it, you know, if Aries is I am, or I am me, or I am, Libra is I and I. I am another you, me and you, you and me, I and I reflect. So Libra is beautiful. I love it. And so it's a cardinal air sign it's ruled by the planet Venus, just like Taurus is. And again, it's a very ground. It's, it's, if you work the transits, if you work the Zodiac, then it becomes this really grounded, diplomatic, graceful, beautiful, self-loving and appreciating, and also other recognizing and appreciating presence. And The Libras are beautiful, like a balanced Libra energy. Like I said, it's a reflection. I am another you, and the more we're holding that light and reflecting for each other, and we're balancing harmonically, boom! You know, this is what we we're going to get harmonized in this time and place. We got to harmonize this place. It's time. (laughs) Okay, so the very last thing I want to talk about is I am offering this really. Very limited special opportunity to study one on one with me. I am going to be developing this into a program slash course in the long run, but right now I'm offering a little special for folks. If you want to get in on the ground floor, I'll have limited space available, but I am doing something I'm calling Soul Synthesis, which is a living in rhythm immersion. So we'll dive deep into customizing and personalizing a practice and an understanding of your core calibration cosmic synchronization soul force cultivation so that we can live in rhythm baby soul synthesis I'm gonna offer it for I it's a commitment you know I want to be able to work with folks I like to work with people for 12 sessions, which equals, if you look at it in the solar cycle, it's like 12, it's like 12 sessions is one season if you did it once a week. So it's like a transformative season (laughs) to develop your own customized, personalized art and science of living in rhythm, because as you know, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) so uh hit me up you can email me if you want if you have questions about this or you can just check it out on the website livinginrhythm.com sign up for soul synthesis with me and, um, or you can just book a sesh, a solo sesh either way. I'm ready to start pushing forward and moving and and supporting others on a really personal, customized pr- pr- wet level. Like I'm, I'm ready to, to go deep with others that want to go deep with me. And that's part of this reflection time because we'll all grow together if we do it. And I'm put, I'm going, so let's go. If you want to come, you're invited. And uh, either way, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you. If you appreciate this work and this offering, please subscribe. You'll get notifications of when the episodes drop. Also, it helps the channel, it helps the pod get more audience. In. So you can subscribe or share. I've got it on all the pod sort um, platforms for the most part, and definitely it's on. It's also on YouTube. So I'm I'm ready to. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So <laughs> get ready, y'all. And I hope you have a blessed full moon. Enjoy this time. Nurture yourself. Let that light in. Let it. Let it in, so that you can shine without. And you no, know, I got so much love and respect. So I got so much love and respect for you. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful moon. <laughs> blessings and love y'all, peace.